On the Record with Gavin Riley. Brought to you by PwC on News Talk. Former Sky News correspondent Enda Brady is with us on the line from London. Enda, I know you are a marathon man and you appreciate watching marathons on TV. And sometimes marathons can be a great spectacle because you get to enjoy a lot of conversation among the commentators and you get to enjoy some fine scenery. I suspect that you don't envy your former colleagues in Rolling News this afternoon because it's going to be basically just six hours of watching a hearse go from one part of the Scottish countryside to another, isn't it? Yeah, precisely, Gavin. I mean, this is relentless coverage now, as it will be until next Monday and possibly even beyond. So, yeah, it is marathon coverage on TV, on radio, online. I mean, just uh, so much is going on and so much is going to happen. And I think what has really struck me the last couple of days is everything is working like clockwork. And a few people have commented to me how, how well it's all looking. This has been planned for over half a century I mean, there were people planning for this in the 1960s, senior royal courtiers and palace officials who died in the 70s and 80s without ever actually putting the funeral plans into place um, or even seeing them anywhere near being put into place. Um, So do you think that then people who are professing some sort of admiration for how clockwork this all is, they're sort of forgetting how much this is all choreographed and rehearsed? Yeah, this has been practiced and practiced. I mean, just from the TV side of things, all the major broadcasters every year have been doing drills and rehearsals. And I think without wishing to sound disrespectful, you know, Prince Philip's passing last April um, effectively was a dress rehearsal for all of this. So I think the broadcasters have been in pretty good shape in terms of knowing who to send where, getting in camera crews, having presenters in the right places. You know, the palace will have told all the major heads of news precisely the plan, where people are needed and what is going to be seen over the coming days. But it's a seismic time for Britain, the United Kingdom. Mm, And certainly with the transition of having a new prime minister at the start of the week and a new king at the end of the week as well. Um, Are you surprised at how um, universal uh, some of the coverage seems to be in in light of even the public response about uh, admiration for the Queen? Because this is one of those tricky situations where even those who maybe have some distaste for the institution or don't like monarchy or what it means still obviously found the Queen herself to be a nice lady or had nothing bad to say against her. But are you surprised at just how overwhelmingly positive the reaction has been thus far? No, not surprised at all. I mean, you really need to appreciate that there, there are people in this country who would consider themselves Republicans, and yet they would have respect for the Queen. It, I'd be fascinated to see if they have the same level of interest in Charles and Camilla and what happens after them. Um, but the Queen was universally loved. I mean, I live here in Oxfordshire. I'm out in the countryside. I'm an hour west of London. Um, we went to a local pub last night, and they still had the bunting up from the Jubilee and there's no sign and many hostelries and hospitality venues still have and I think the fact that she has passed nobody is in any rush to take it down I mean there's just universal admiration for the woman and I think people the fact that you know her legacy is absolutely secured and the fact that she was working on Tuesday meeting her 15th Prime Minister and Liz Truss was born in the 1970s and Queen Elizabeth II's first Prime Minister was Winston Churchill who was born in the 1870s I mean that just shows you she spanned all of that and I mean just a remarkable lady so much achievement so much history and even down to visiting Ireland, speaking in Irish, and, and a very impactful speech she made that incredible night that she was in Dublin. Mm. Um, in a way, uh, and without meaning to sort of sound too callous or too strategic about it, does Charles really need to 
in a way, really milk the support for the monarchy that's going to exist for this week above all other weeks? Because if you just look at his agenda for the next couple of days, obviously, aside from everything that's that's related to the funeral and the burial of his mother, he has to go to Scotland and formally visit Holyrood House, which is going to be tricky because he's basically going to be interacting with the Scottish government that wants out of his union, that has kind of mixed feelings about the monarchy, like his mother isn't sold on him and wants out of the union altogether. And then he has to go to Northern Ireland, where obviously there's a large community that wants out of the union and where there's constitutional gridlock, which has stopped that place from having its own devolved government. Like It's a tricky time to be going around to try and shore up the union at times when it seems very brittle. Look, I, th- I think it's a huge challenge for Charles. Obviously, he's grieving and he is very much on display. And I think he needs to be extremely adept. He needs to be dignified and he needs to really dig deep and be the kind of diplomat that his mother was. She remains his greatest asset. I mean, the walk about the other day outside the front of the palace, I thought that was genius. He's always come across as very aloof. I've seen him up close. I've been to various different functions. He is not a people person. He is not in any way the kind of Tony Blair glad hander who can go into a room and win people over. That is not Charles at all. I've always thought that he is a man far happier in nature, up a hillside in the middle of nowhere in Scotland with a couple of dogs uh, and family members. You know, I just, I've always yeah. had the impression of him that he is not a people person. And now, you're right, I think the United Kingdom, as they've known it forever, Scotland is a huge issue. There will be a referendum, whether it's an official one or not, and I genuinely believe Nicola Sturgeon will push on and win that referendum. And it, it's going to be fascinating right. to see. He's heading there tomorrow to see how he gets on. Yeah, uh, fascinating times ahead. Uh, Ender Brady, former correspondent with Sky News, thank you very much for joining us with the latest uh, from London this lunchtime. On the record with Gavin Riley, Sunday morning at 11. Brought to you by PwC. Great minds think unalike. Different skill sets, diverse opinions, it all adds up to the new equation. On News Talk.